Hey, Tripod fans, I have big news. This episode is not written by me or reported by me or produced by me, Lane Kaplan-Levinson. This is a student-produced Tripod episode by a group of high school students from Metairie Park Country Day. They're called the New Orleans Scholars, and I worked with six of these high school students over the course of the semester to guide them along the process of making radio, interviewing people, going through the transcripts, cutting tape, writing scripts, tracking. It was a grueling process. They did incredibly. It was a mix of juniors and seniors. So that means that this weekend, if you're listening to this on time, a bunch of them are graduating and going on to incredible schools from Dartmouth to Case Western to Rhodes. And um, the others have one more glorious year of high school after a glorious summer. When we decided to do this project together, we were talking about, you know, what the topic could be. And I don't want to give too much away, but back in, you know, January, February time, back in carnival time, if you live in New Orleans, you have probably heard of Dongfang Bakery. And you've probably heard of it at this point because it won a James Beard Award and everyone was going totally out of their minds for these uh, Dongfang king cakes, these Mardi Gras king cakes. Dongfang Bakery is out in New Orleans East. I imagine that a lot of people didn't know about it up until this moment. Uh, That is definitely true for these high school students. They had no idea about Dongfang Bakery until the James Beard Award and the king cake craze. And that introduction to New Orleans East and to the Vietnamese community in New Orleans East made them realize just how large and significant that community is. And so uh, that's what they decided to focus their tripod episode on. And uh, I don't wanna say any more, but I'm going to pass it along to the New Orleans scholars and their exploration of the larger Vietnamese community beyond Dong Phong Bakery that exists out in New Orleans East. Enjoy. This is Tripod, New Orleans at 300. I'm Lane Kaplan-Levinson. Not long after we celebrated New Year's Eve 2018, an entire community in New Orleans East celebrated their New Year's Eve. It's called Tet. Tet is the Vietnamese New Year, and there's a weekend-long festival with food, music, dancing, and some of the loudest fireworks you'll ever hear. Tet was our introduction to the New Orleans Vietnamese community in New Orleans East. Believe it or not, Before this experience, we didn't know this community existed. Yeah, I'm Vietnamese and I just moved here from Vietnam last year. Even I didn't know about the community. To be honest, our teacher told us about it. This made us really curious to learn more about this population. The roughly 20,000 Vietnamese people live in New Orleans. When and why they left Vietnam, why they came here, and what their lives are like now. Our journey started at Tet, where we heard the Vietnamese national anthem. Except I didn't recognize that national anthem. It's not the one that we sang back home. Wait, what? 
How is that not your national anthem? You're Vietnamese. Yeah, but it's not my anthem. Not only that, I didn't recognize the country's flag that I saw waved at Tet either. So that night, I asked my aunt about all of this. She told me that it was the Republic of Vietnam's national anthem and its flag. Since starting the story, now we know that the Vietnamese community traces back to the Vietnam War. One of the people we learned from this was Professor Jana Lippmann, an associate professor of history at Tulane University. The United States withdrew their troops in 1973. Professor Lippmann says the Vietnam War was a civil war between the Communist North and the Republic of South Vietnam. The United States defended the South, but as you probably know, the U.S. lost that war and thousands of Vietnamese fled the country. These people are the first wave of immigrants that came after the war and included people like Tony Tran. But I came like five years later. Tony Tran is the coordinator at Mary Queen of Vietnam Church in New Orleans East, which is the epicenter of the local Vietnamese community. And Tony, like many congregants of the church, is a refugee of the Vietnam War. I uh, left the country in uh, the 80s. One night after the war, the communists who won the war were celebrating the capture of Saigon. So it was a holiday, and Tony says all the communist officials were partying instead of looking out for people attempting to flee the country. This was Tony's chance. So when the communists were in the party, they got drunk, and so I escaped the country on that very night. He left on a raft with 11 other people in the middle of the night. This journey was just one more challenging part of a decades-long conflict. The war was traumatizing. Wendy Godden is a history professor at Xavier University. And those migrations weren't happy migrations. They were terrifying and difficult migrations. Tony's experience was no exception. When I left the country of Vietnam, uh, I didn't have any concept of what the United States looked like or where the Vietnamese community reside in a different part of the country. Tony ended up in a refugee camp in Arkansas. Some cities were worried about taking in too many refugees, but Professor Littman says New Orleans wasn't. And what made New Orleans different and why New Orleans has such a strong and large community is because the archbishop said, we're going to actually relocate hundreds of families. Archbishop Philip Hannon was responsible for bringing close to 1,000 refugees from Arkansas to New Orleans. Professor Wendy Gonin agrees that a Catholic connection brought them here. And then, of course, later, as you have a community of refugees and or immigrants living in one area, then that attracts others to come as well. And so the community is a lot larger, obviously, and a lot more diverse. Did y'all hear that? Vietnamese people kept coming to New Orleans because there was already a large population here. But not Tony. Tony came here to study seminary and originally lived uptown. I mean, I took bus all over the city to find an Asian grocery store or something that they can sell, like soy sauce or something. But I couldn't find anything in the city of New Orleans during the 80s. And then he got into a car accident in New Orleans East. The driver was a Vietnamese. So he got out of the car trying to beat me up. And I was thinking, gosh, you know, we have insurance, we have everything. Why this man is trying to beat me up? He tried to jump on me, and I got into my car and locked up, uh, waiting for the police to show up. So Tony's in his car that was just in a crash, while someone's banging on his windows, ready for a fight. And all Tony's thinking is, oh my God, there's another Vietnamese person here. And from that moment on, I know there was an existence of the community here. 
the Vietnamese community in New Orleans is. You're listening to Tripod, New Orleans at 300. We're the New Orleans Scholars. After the crash, Tony moved to the East and became an active member of the Mary Queen of Vietnam Church, a home for the Vietnamese community. The neighborhood of South Vietnamese people grew and is still going strong in the East today. That's why when we were at Tet and I saw the yellow flag with red stripes, I didn't recognize it. It's not the flag of Vietnam today, the country I was born in. Well, at Tet, we met two high school students from Benjamin Franklin High School. Mary Tran was one of them. Mary lives in two worlds, the American world of her life at Ben Franklin and the Vietnamese world with her family in New Orleans East. Her parents work hard to give her a better life. I hear from my mom constantly, oh Mary, you need to work hard so you don't have to live like me. So that kind of burden makes me want to pursue a career that will make my life easier later on for me and my children. Mary's friend, Katrina Wynn, who also goes to Franklin, can relate. There's a big shift between who was born here and who was born in Vietnam. Like having different ideas about how much time you should spend with your family. This can cause tension. Katrina feels caught between cultures. Here's an example, a classic childhood tradition, the sleepover. Because you see American movies, you see like sleepovers, little kids having sleepovers, having fun. I remember asking to go on sleepover and she was like, hell no, you're staying home. Like no one else wants their child to go over because it's a burden on their other kid's parents. So we're all just like, what do we do? They're pretty prevalent in making sure you stay home. Yeah. Katrina's going to college next year. She has extended family in California and thought maybe she could go to school there. Because then technically I'd still be with family, so she can't say anything about that. But her mom was reluctant. She told me, one, it will be expensive to go to a school in California. And I was like, okay, well, then I can get a scholarship. And she was like, okay, but who will take care of me? Who will be my legal guardian over there? And again, don't want to put a burden on someone else that's not your direct child, even though they are family. So then I kind of just gave up because it was just like, it's not worth it. Katrina's gone to Xavier University, which is a great school. It's just still in New Orleans. Maybe this is a sign that they want me to stay home and I should just stay home for maybe like six more years and then maybe possibly move out afterwards. We'll see. There's something else I realized through talking to Mary. As tight-knit as the Vietnamese community is, they don't always feel seen or heard by the rest of New Orleans. Mary told me that this came up for her during Mardi Gras. People really love Dong Fong king cakes. Where people just can't get enough of the king cakes from Dong Fong Bakery. But after the bakery won a James Beard Classics Award in January, its popularity has skyrocketed. And some people said that they showed up as early as 1 a.m., probably didn't go to sleep to guarantee a king cake. Bakery manager says they're really really popular and I feel like the whole idea of us only being known through Dong Phuong and not other things is kind of sad. She says other than the bakery, the Vietnamese community isn't really noticed and important things are happening there. Even now like there's a thing going on about Entergy building a power plant in the east and our community has 
come together and protested. Entergy said this new gas-fired plant in New Orleans East will provide electricity to the city when storms knock out other power supplies. The Vietnamese community argued that there are major environmental concerns that would directly impact their community. Call Entergy and let them know that we want to breathe just like everyone else wants to breathe. Despite this, though, the city council approved the plan in a six to one vote. Not having that voice in more important areas kind of makes me a little sad. That is about to change, though. Cindy Nguyen came to the U.S. after the fall of Saigon. As of May 2018, she is the first Vietnamese-American city council member in New Orleans history. Tripod is a production of WWNO, New Orleans Public Radio, in collaboration with the Historic New Orleans Collection and the Midlow Center for New Orleans Studies at UNO. Special thanks to Evan Christopher for the opening theme music, to the entire Tripod editorial committee, and to Tripod editor Eve Abrams. Catch Tripod on air Thursdays during Morning Edition and again on Mondays during All Things Considered. And listen to Tripod anytime by subscribing to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. That sound like podcasts. (laughs) This episode was produced by the New Orleans Scholars at Metairie Park Country Day. That's me, Haley Fawn. Me, Samuel Murray. And me, Christian Brooks, along with Susie Escudo, John Wisdom, and Seth Fowler. Special thanks to our teacher, Vanessa Gentinetta, for production assistance. And Tripod host Lane Kaplan-Levinson for handing over the mic on this one. You could go online at www.no.org to see photos from the TED Festival and also follow Tripod on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Tripod Noah. He's so good! How do you do... Are you actually that guy that makes them? Then the look. Bring it, bring it, bring it, bring it. The neighborhood of South. <laughs> she starts singing. The neighborhood of South. Vietnamese people have. I give up. We're the New Orleans Scholars. And, and we'll, we'll try upon you, you later. later.